Hello and welcome to the Controller Talk podcast presented by Danfoss North America. Our goal is to bring you information about using Danfoss controls in the supermarket and warehouse industry, specifically in the U.S. and Canada. We're doing these twice a month for now. You can catch these podcasts on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, or as the saying goes, wherever you get your podcast. And it's also available through the Danfoss Ref Tools app. For the video version, check us out on the Danfoss North American YouTube page. Search for Controller Talk to see our video library. I'm Dave Yoder, along with Chris Brown. Well, Chris, we're back with our second of three interviews, and this will be an interview with a guy that many people down south have come across if you've been in the business more than just a few years, and that is Mike Selston, who worked for himself, uh, ECI, and Danfoss, if I remember correctly. He was the go-to guy for ECI and Danfoss until he eased into semi-retirement just in the last year or two. We thought it might be interesting to talk to guys like Mike to get their take on retirement and talk about things they experienced in their careers. Did you ever run across Mike in your... Yep, it's been sporadic here and there. At times we'll talk maybe once a week. At times we might go a few months, but yeah, I've definitely worked with Mike quite a bit over the years. When you know the voice, you know the voice, right? No. Yep. Don't okay. need to see the area code or ask who it is. You know right off the jump who you're talking to. That's true. That's right. And now let's go to our interview with Mike. Hello, Mike, and welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you. Happy to be here. All right. Is this your first podcast, or have you been one on uh, maybe on one of those Swamp People podcasts before? No, this is my first time out the box. All right. Are you still managing to stay semi-retired down there? Oh, yeah. I'm still telling everybody that, but it doesn't seem to matter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> they keep calling. Yep, yep. So. I keep going. Okay. Is it uh, is it tough to stay out of those compressor rooms? Not really. Usually when I get a call, if I can't get online with the, uh, the, the different facilities, then uh, I'm inclined to go, you know? Yep. And unfortunately, uh, I got to sit in there with those noisy puppies, you know? Gotcha. So. Okay. Hey, Mike. It's Chris. How you doing? All right. How are you? What do you think is the current state of bringing new guys into refrigeration in your area? Uh, good question. Uh, well, I'll tell you what we do need out here in this field. We need to uh, somehow hold on to the guys with experience and maybe have them do a lot of training because the new guys coming in are green as grass and there's a big problem with that right now. Yeah. Um, I hear it all. Well, all the customers that I still have, uh, you know, various groups that they're using now. Uh, when it comes down to the basic refrigeration, um, they're having a lot of problems with that. Uh, the young guys come in, and you can't fault them. I mean, they just don't have the experience. Period. And and a lot of the old timers with the experience are either completely retiring or you know they're going away by other means <laughs> right and uh it's actually presenting a, a big problem at this industry right now so i don't know uh i i, I don't know the the answer to this yet yep uh outside of i talked to a lot of the the guys that i know that are either getting out or uh 
you know, basically retiring or whatever to see if, hey, man, they'd be willing to come in and train. Yeah, that's a big piece of it. If, if for no other reason, if they could just be online, somebody make a phone call to them, you know, that's got the experience with, with these uh, racks and whatnot to uh, help them out. Yeah. Um, I know some of the customers that I deal with now, um, they're getting so many repeat calls, you know, that should have been fixed a long time ago, but they just keep. They either put a Band-Aid on them or whatever, and they move on, and uh, it keeps coming back. And so that it's presenting a problem there also. But I, I don't know. Strange times we're in right now, for sure. What issues are you typically handling these days? Uh, well, Dave, I know I call Dave a lot myself, you know, with this new equipment that y'all have put out there. But I get a lot of calls from... Uh, you know, the various uh, refrigeration groups with questions. And I, I try to do the best I can if uh, I get stumped quite a bit myself. Uh, and hey, uh, that's when I rely on you guys for that end. But um, we do seem to get a lot of the calls I get now are from the younger guys coming into the field, naturally. You know, they just... They haven't been around it that much, and uh, unfortunately, they, uh, you know, they, they'll make the call right away. And a lot of them are not going through the basic steps that I see mechanical-wise in order to try to troubleshoot the problem. So naturally, the the item that they know least about, which would be the controls, <laughs> that's who's getting the call first. Yeah. And it, it, kind of eliminate that problem right away you know <laughs> i hate to say this but what i tell a lot of them, when in doubt unplug it <laughs> <laughs> unplug it and let it run and let's see what happens you know yeah but anyway that's uh what i'm seeing out here nowadays you know um and i contributed a lot to the lack of experience not only on controls, but mechanical experience too. So uh, it's kind of strange times right now, it really is. When did you get your start in refrigeration? Uh, oh my Lord, let's see, that was in 1968. Wow, okay. That's a while back, yeah. yeah. And you got right into controls or were you doing some other things no, first? No, 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 no. I actually worked for the government for 10 years, uh, I was a government employee and doing, um, I started as a helper in refrigeration and HVAC. And that's where I got most of my background as far as the mechanical end. Because back in those days, you virtually did it all. We we had a lot of big recept carrier units and train units. And I mean, I was the rebuild king. I. I was into rebuilding all these big recepts and all on site. And um, I think that came from my motorhead days, you know, because <laughs> I was a motorhead, still a motorhead. <laughs> but anyway, I started with that and I kind of tinkered with controls with Johnson controls when I was out there at the Naval Station. And I was mostly pneumatics then. 
and I, I liked it. It was interesting stuff. And uh, one day um, I got a call from a, a fella that I had done some work for, and he was starting a controls company. Uh, matter of fact, that ended, I ended up running that company that was Energy Conservation Management of Louisiana. And we were a franchise from a, a parent company out of Mobile called uh, Energy Automation Consultants. And uh, we started doing work in the supermarket industry at that time. And we were using PLCs like um, Texas Instrument, uh, the uh, Westinghouse Pneumologic line, all PLCs, which that's where I learned uh, Boolean logic, that's how it was, which is powerful stuff. And it was mm -hmm. interesting. And, but you created everything with that. And that was way before the canned stuff started coming out. But, um, anyway, we did a lot of work with that. Eventually I ended up uh, owning that company, which I ran for a couple of years. And, uh, I got tied up with the, uh, uh Dell champ supermarkets then. And they were using the, uh, the old EIL. Matter of fact, mm -hmm. it was kind of funny how I got involved with that, if y'all got a minute. Okay. I got a phone call one time from Dell Champs, the headquarters. They were having problems with a store that had EIL in it with the big panels. They covered the whole wall. Right. And didn't know a thing about them. And I went down. It was in Mobile, Alabama. I went down there. And every time a circuit, a particular circuit would go into defrost, you could hear it vibrating through the uh, conduit. They had a short in the conduit and it actually would blow a fuse and shut down, blah, blah, blah. Well, anyway, I found it. I found a bad wire and replaced it. Well, from that point on, well, you're the guy. <laughs> We're going to call you on EIL. Said, okay, that's fine. Yeah. And that's how it kind of took off from there. And next thing I know, well, EIL, I was doing the work, the service work and all, and, and uh, some of the installations for EIL mm -hmm. through uh, Energy Conservation Management of Louisiana. Make a long story short, we ended up losing the contract to the uh, Del Champ supermarkets. And about that time, I went through a mess, man. I had all my stuff stolen out the truck, blah, blah, blah. So I actually laid off for about a year. I had just moved to a new location and I was renovating the house. My wife, thank God, was still working. <laughs> and uh, I kind of took a year off, okay? Mm -hmm. And then one day I got a phone call from uh, Keith Botman and they were looking for a field rep down here in the South. Yep. And I told Keith at that time, I think you're talking to him. <laughs> so <laughs> went back to work, went up to Baltimore, and needless to say, went back there. And about that time, I wasn't shortly after that, I think we changed the name to ECI, I believe. Is that right? Right. Yep. And then uh, a few years went by. And, well, uh, we, had a, we were doing a lot of work with Winn-Dixie then. Right. So I was kind of the man down here in the South for a uh, Winn-Dixie and um, 
well, naturally with the Randalls, Tom Thumb over in Texas. And we also had Winn-Dixie's in Texas at that time. So it was, uh, it was interesting time, you know, it did a mm -hmm. lot of road time, yep. but, um, and then Dan Foss came along and well, you know, the rest of that story, we, we got involved there and, um, things were going pretty good. And then, um, and I believe yeah. that's when wasn't long after that y'all acquired the uh, Aztec group, I believe it was. Right. Yep. And uh, hung in there with them for a short period of time. But then I I made a decision, hey, I want to try this on my own. Yep. And so um, hey, there, there it is. I cranked up US controls and never looked back. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. You know. And we still got that going now. We got Gordon Spaltz. He's he's mm -hmm. basically running that show now. But um, I'm still hanging in here, man. I get <laughs> uh, I get enough calls. Keeps me. I, I mean, I put in probably two to three full days a week now. Okay. Yep. Mainly service. I do some retrofitting, but not that much anymore. I let Gordon take care of that. I. Um, I like the in and out, the service, and I get enough phone calls that yeah, I'm sitting here at the desk quite a bit. So yeah, and that's fine. Yeah. It's it's good, keeps me active, and it keeps me in touch with all my customers I have already had and some new ones. Yeah, so yeah, it's all good. Yeah. So you were you spent a lot of years running around down south. Did you ever sure get yeah. into those situations where? You had to drive 400 miles, work all night, and then do the same thing all week long? Dave, I, I've been in situations where I've driven for 10 hours down to Tampa, Florida to reset a breaker and turn around and drive all the way back. Yikes. Okay. 20 hours on the road for about 15 minutes in the store. Wow. I mean, <laughs> hey, man, not that that happened a lot, but it quite a bit you yep. know especially yep. when you don't have communications with the store what do you do right right and you're trying to talk somebody through it that just doesn't seem to get it you know yeah and mike just kind of looking at the controls over the years i mean is there anything surprising over the way they've changed yes a lot from the day when i first started i can say in controls you know fooling with plcs and whatnot to where we are now it, it's actually an amazing journey it really is and i can remember it in the beginning of the first uh, when we first started uh, dabbling into this electronic uh end of it uh it was kind of a battle and a struggle to try to get service people just to uh you know come aboard with what was trying to be you're trying to do with the electronics because first of all they didn't understand it and second of all they were always afraid it might take their job uh, for some reason hmm. you know i used to hear that a lot you know man we don't want that in here it's gonna take my job i'm going no man it's gonna make your job easier hopefully and you know more productive yeah but um uh, and here we are today now without electronics, nothing would function. Let's face it, man. It's, right. Of course, we always refer back to the mechanical end when we do have an electronic problem. But um, yeah, 
by the most part, the electronics are here, which we already knew that it, once it got in there and the advances that were made now with the plug and play, basically, mm -hmm. my God, how, you can't get it much simpler, really. Right. Yeah. So what do you spend your time on now these, these days, Mike? You mean as far as control wise? Uh, when you're not in a compressor room. Well, as far as what I do now, um, I'm into building these old cars and hot rodding them. So yep. I, I built a shop and um, got a lift and all in it. And I built one car, a 40 Chevy coupe and hot rodded it out. And I'm building a 40 Chevy pickup right now. I'm, I'm kind of hung up in the forties, man. I guess because <laughs> I was born in 49, you know, so. Okay. That's a good reason. Why not? Matter of fact, we got a big car show down here Saturday, so it ought to be interesting. Though. Okay, cool. And uh, so, getting back to refrigeration, do you have any advice yeah. for these new guys coming around, or is it uh, just to put your time in and 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 learn it before you uh, give up on it? Well, some of them do take an interest in it. I have to admit, you know, and the ones that do. I try to show them as much as I can of what I know. Yeah. I mean, I'll even tell them, look, come with me into this motor room and we'll go through the steps here. Yeah. Because I feel there's a shortest shortage of us people out there, let's face it. Yeah. And uh, these, um, the more that the service industry knows about how to troubleshoot and deal with this stuff, the better off we're all going to be. Yeah. What I hate about this is, when I get somebody new on it that does not understand the systems and they don't want to learn the systems, okay? Yeah. And the next thing you get, they start bashing the system. Right. Or they just jump it out. Yeah. And that's, <laughs> I see that enough, believe me. Mm -hmm. And that just aggravates me to no end that somebody, now I'm going to tell you what does happen. When I do find a situation like that and I bring it up to the powers to be, yep. they get upset and I don't blame them. Right. You know, I mean, you got a system in here that's monitoring and doing what it's supposed to do. And somebody comes in here and bypasses it. Hey, and, you, and then you start losing product because of it. Yeah. What can I say? Right. Right. I don't want to throw anybody under the bus, but I know some people that, they, they'll do it in a heartbeat yeah and i think they do it just so okay it's running now i'll i'll bill you and see you later right right that's where the taillight warranty comes in right oh you got it <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah gotcha well uh i tell you mike it's been a real pleasure having you on the podcast and of course we wish you continued success in retirement or even semi-retirement but yeah. uh before you go, um, I always throw a question at Chris during the podcast, which you might have listened to. But uh, are you up for a round of stump occasion? Yeah, go for it, man. That ought to this ought to be easy. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, we'll, see. we'll see. Yeah. So we're not even talking controls here. We're talking about something in your backyard that you might or might not know. Okay. So back in 2013, there was a guy named Jim White down there that caught himself a gator over in the West Baton Rouge Parish in Louisiana. Mm -hmm. And um, do you happen to know what was the length and the weight of that gator? Uh, 
Oh, that's a good one, Dave. No, no, you said this is supposed hey, to be easy. There's so many gators caught down here. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think I did see something on that. Um, I want to say it was over 12 foot. Correct. Yep. Okay. I think it was over 12 foot. And I think it was somewhere in the neighborhood of, uh, was it somewhere around? It was a little over a thousand pounds, I believe. Man, you're a little on the high side, but. You know, okay. okay. All right. How about uh, 13 feet, four inches? Okay. And 760 pounds. Wow. I think yeah. that's... That's a man. <laughs> that is a man there. Yeah. Still a well, state, state record. Well, I tell you, I've seen a few big ones down here. When I was living in Purlington, Mississippi on the Pearl River. Yep. At that time, I had a 17-foot Boston whaler. Mm -hmm. And I ran into a little cove one time off the Pearl River, and this is no lie. At first, when I looked in the back of that cove, I thought it was a log. <laughs> and, but as I got close, I was on the trolling motor. Mm -hmm. This thing stood up, and when he stood up, it looked like he was about four to five foot tall. Wow. I'm talking about on all four legs. Okay. And he was huge, man. I don't know the size completely, but I know for a fact he was well over 12 foot. Oh, wow. I, I kept, matter of fact, I turned the boat around and left because <laughs> he made his way into the water. And I said, uh-uh, this is, he's way too big. I'm not going to deal with him. Man. Oh, that's probably a smart thing. He was a good size, man, yeah. without a doubt. But Okay. Dave. Yeah. If I can help y'all with any of your problems when they get call you up, man, transfer them to me. <laughs> okay. I'll take you up on that one. Yeah. Hey, I hear you, Dave. You got it. Hey, man, I appreciate y'all yep. more than you know. Okay. Me. Hey, thanks for being on, yep. Mike. Thanks, Mike. All right. Appreciate okay. it, man. Thank y'all. Yep. We'll see you later. All right. See you. Okay. All right. Y'all take it easy. If you'd like to drop us an email with a suggestion for topics to cover, a question, or comment, you can email us at ControllerTalkNorthAmerica at DanFoss.com. In our next podcast, we'll talk to someone who is still working away up in New Jersey. That is Larry Herman. Thanks for listening. Our studio and video engineers are Michael, don't call me Mike, Beckerman, and Jordan, the man Larson. Our audio engineer is that international man of mystery himself, Raul Garcia. Until next time, for Chris Brown, I'm Dave Yoder. Stay cool.